0: Welcome to News from the Breach, a Dragon Prince podcast. I'm Kaylee, and I'm here today with Yannick. Hi. We're both a bit groggy today, so apologies for that. Uh, I don't know what Yannick's excuse is, but I'm very pregnant. (laughs) So (laughs) it is how it is.
1: I'm not pregnant. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Uh, The last time I checked, yes.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Today we're talking about Chapters 1 and 2 of Book Sun, which is the third season of The Dragon Prince. So we're gonna start off like usual with the synopses, and then we'll go on from there. So, Chapter 1, Sol Regum. In a flashback we learn that Sol Regum tried to stop humans using dark magic. He even threatens to burn a city if the mage, Ziad, refuses to give it up. Ziad and the dragon fight, resulting in the mage's death and Sol Regum being permanently blinded. After crossing the Moonstone path, Callum, Rayla and Zim have to get past Sol Regum to get into Zadia. They use Lujain logic and trickery to get past him and avoid getting killed. At the border, General Amaya destroys the crossing at the breach to prevent a possible attack from the Zadian side. After her heroic fight, she ends up prisoner of the Sunfire Elves. Ezrin arrives back at the castle on Bantha back and is presented with the crown. And Chapter 2, The Crown. King Ezrin finds out on his first day as king that he has many hard decisions to make. By the end of the day, he's accepted the crown, refused to go to war with Zadia, and set Sorin and Claudia free. He does not want to repeat the mistakes his father made, nor punish others for the mistakes of their parents. In Zadia, Callum is discovering a magical world, and Rayla is introducing him to her home.
1: Wow. A lot of stuff happened.
0: Especially in the the first chapter.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Mhm. I have double the notes on the first chapter than I do on the second one, I think. yeah.
1: Yeah, for me it's quite the same but uh, uh the, the same amount on, on both chapters.
0: Oh okay. Yeah I found it found it quite a uh a funny start. Uh the first chapter was quite funny <laughs> and silly. Um Do you think so? Yeah, I like especially in the beginning. I don't know.
1: Uh okay, the beginning for me was the different intro. Like we normally have the intro um, with just okay, there are uh, some elements and blah blah blah. True. And now we had now we had um, I didn't know the name, so thank you for pointing that out. Uh, Siad, Siad, and Zulregim yeah. uh, talking to each other. True. And <laughs> that was not funny at all.
0: No, you're right. Okay, <laughs> it started off very serious. Okay, I think in my head I uh, I classed it. As a, because it was an intro like that. That's mm. kind of like before the episode started in my head. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I you're saw. right. It was very, <laughs> it was very serious in the beginning. Okay. So yeah, the thing with the dragon and the mage was very serious, and then but w- once we got into um, into the real episode, it was very silly.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or like with the stealth lesson. Exactly.
0: Stuff. Like just the yeah. the style. I felt was even sillier than usual with the yeah with the stealth stuff and they they kind of were like discussing their plan and you could see a silly version of the plan before they actually tried it and stuff yeah i don't True. know yeah i don't know if they were intentionally going for something a bit different uh, this season or um yeah or if it's always like that and i just didn't notice <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know, maybe because uh, they're alone without the others now, and uh, so they had to double the jokes because they're only uh, three um, beings now.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Humor <laughs> increased by 1%, 2% no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Okay.
1: Okay, but l- let's talk about the intro, please. Okay.
0: So the intro, Uh, we have the mage Ziad standing on a hill
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and Solregum comes and he says, I smell death.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really impressive. I I don't know if we, uh, so I can't remember anything from the past uh, chapters or seasons or whatever. (laughs) Uh, so, did we see Solregem before?
0: We saw him um, at the end of, like, in the final chapter of the ah, last season. Ah, flying
1: around, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: They arrived um, and uh, ah, true. Rayla yeah, was like, sorry. it's Solregem, oh no.
1: <laughs> ah, true, yeah. yeah. Flying around was the queen. Yeah, true. Uh,
0: okay. Flying around was the red dragon. Okay. I can't remember <laughs> her name. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we have seen Saul Regan, but we didn't know anything about him.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I was kind of impressed by the scene with the uh, small human and the huge dragon. He's very large. Yeah. Yeah, and also his voice was really nice. Yeah. Like dark and and uh, m- uh, monstrous. Uh hmm And. Yeah, he's made deaf because uh, the dark mage uh, used other beings to conjure magic. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an interesting thing to say or to see for mm-hmm. us. And um, also, the mage says, "See that the humans don't want to be lesser beings and yeah, want to keep their dark magic because they feel equal now to the." other beings around but Sol- Solericum disagrees and says Human are—you humans are lesser beings mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he gives him two choices either to abandon dark magic or getting the village destroyed
0: and it's not just a village it's a city of hundreds of thousands of people yeah the ah, city true, yeah. of oh I wrote it down here somewhere hilarion i think yeah hilarion
1: okay didn't capture that but yeah okay cool yeah so siad uh, doesn't want to go back before dark magic and so so dragon flies off to go and destroy the city (laughs) burn the village yeah Yeah. Uh, just the city sorry and yeah siad conjures Or uses his staff, which is also quite interesting, the staff, uh, which was given to him by one of the Great Ones, a gift from one of the Great Ones. Yeah. So we don't know yet who the Great Ones are, but the staff also looks interesting because it contains a crystal, feather, skull, bones, horns, so a lot of animal remains, Mm -hmm. and we see this later again. The crystal enclosure on the staff looks like Vatu or Rava in uh, the Legend of Korra. Ah,
0: interesting. Okay, I yeah. hadn't noticed that. Yeah. And uh, so. it's also. It's Viren's staff. Really? Yeah. It's exactly the same, but with all these animal bits on it. And uh, when he gets disintegrated by Sol the staff is just standing there on the hill
1: and ah, all of the animal
0: stuff is burnt away.
1: True. And you just and see the staff. it's Viren's yeah. staff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't catch it. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I see. Wow.
0: Yeah. And I did a little bit of research and this guy, uh, Ziad, which is why I know his name, it wasn't mentioned in the scene. He mm-hmm. he was the dis... Uh, discoverer no (laughs) founder found the founder of dark magic
2: okay yeah so yeah i imagined he's
0: like the guy who Mm -hmm. kind of invented it or whatever yeah with the help of this staff i guess from one of the great ones whoever the great ones are yeah so an important character who yeah. we, we are introduced to and gets killed off immediately. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, uh yeah. Go back a little bit because not directly burned. Uh, because he first is safe on the hill, but not the the city. But uh, he con- conjures some magic with the staff uh, and uses flying. Dragons, small dragons, uh, or birds. I don't know.
0: They're called sunbirds.
1: Sunbirds, mm-hmm. yeah. So he conjures a big hurricane and the sun dragons are flying into it or being.
0: Yeah, being sucked into it. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, yeah, entrapped by it or whatever. And this gives him the ability to conjure a magic flame ball. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Solaregum is flying off, but looks p- back and sees the hurricane, flies back to the, uh, human, to Siad and, uh, spits fire on him mm-hmm. and Siad is able to throw the flame ball into his face, into Solaregum's face. So first Siad is annihilated. Mm by the uh, flame throw yeah. and uh Thor is blinded or or um yeah, yeah burned with the flame ball mhm flies into water and yeah has no eyes left
0: yeah um in my notes i have this spell as uh, dark magic nado ah okay <laughs> nice um sehr good. Yeah, and it's the most powerful dark magic spell we've seen so far. I think up until this point, the most powerful one was probably uh, Aravos taking over Viren's body um, when they were trying to arrest Mm -hmm. him in the last chapter. But yeah, this is crazy magic, like uh, creating like a big storm, and yeah, the fireball not only. Injures Regum, but it seems to like while Sol Regum is flying away, it's still burning his face. Like it's still his face is still on fire.
1: Yeah, true. So it's a,
0: yeah, true. really crazy magic. And we didn't catch um, words like he wasn't saying magic words. Huh? It just kind of happened.
1: He he put down the spell, uh, the 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 staff uh, into the earth, earth, and then. Uh, there was this hurricane.
0: Yeah, he's. He, he, I think he just um, shouts like rah, and then it just happens. Ah, okay. I think, yeah. Okay, so, so that was our uh, not so jolly start to the chapter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, is there anything else you want to say, say about it?
1: Um, yeah, I'm just reading the the article about uh, Siad, and I uh, yeah misspelled his name first. So, it's Mm -hmm. uh, Z-I-A-R-D. Yeah. So, yeah. And it shares a similarity with the name Siad or Siad, which are Arabic for more, greater, or abundance. Interesting. That's all I want to say. Sorry.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: I will put it in the show notes.
0: Yeah. And I think the only thing that struck me about it as well was, as the episode began, Aravos is doing the narration, and mm-hmm. it begins with exactly the same narration as the first season narration, like Zadia, and yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, an true. interesting throwback to the first season, and some of the mm. animation as well, because um, we see, I think we see so Regum as well, in the first chapter of the first season in this narration, but we don't know yeah. it, who who is
1: yeah exactly so th- in the f- in the in the first scene we see both of them, so a mage and the uh, and soRegm and Sol Regum. but then the scene changes, yeah, and now we have an explanation
0: yeah, and they mix the animation um from from that first kind of introduction. Uh we see bits of it again repeated throughout yeah. what happens in this introduction. But we obviously get it more a more filled out story, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. Because Solregim uh, is now uh, in front of our heroes. Yeah. And we want a backside story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really no, good. Not
1: backside story, backstory.
0: <laughs> backstory. <laughs> yeah, backside story is something different. <laughs> So now we know very quickly uh, something about Solregum and why he's blind. And, yeah, so Callum and Rayla and Zim, I guess we can move on to them, Uh <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to get past him. But he... Uh, I don't think I go into every tiny thing that happens here, because it's a lot of, like, yep. just little stuff, really. Um. But Solrigam, he wants to kill Callum, basically, because Callum is a, a dirty human or something similar. <laughs> Disgusting mm-hmm. human or something. A wretched, wretched, thief-y. wretched human. Yeah. And they, like, instead of trying to sneak past him at that point, Raylam, Rayla is trying to uh, convince him that Callum is worth saving. That he is a good human. Not all humans are evil and that without Callum, uh, Zim wouldn't be alive and wouldn't be on his way back to his mother. Uh-huh. And we also get this uh, speech from, from Rayla, this really heartfelt speech, and uh, that he's her best friend, that he's noble, true, smart, kind, and brave. Uh-huh. And we see a bit more of a flirty kind of interaction between the two of them.
1: True. Yeah, I put uh, down the exact same notes.
0: Yeah, and he he shoots fire at them and they run away <laughs> because he's like either all of them die or the human dies, basically. Mm-hmm. And he d- he won't let just Rayla and Zim through, and he won't just let Callum go.
1: Yeah, he he thinks about uh, letting Callum go, but he smells death.
0: Yeah, that's true. He smells the dark magic on him and then and then that's the end of it for him.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because this enlarges his uh, anger towards humans. Yeah. Because the other, uh, the last person he uh, spoke to who smelled like death was Siad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he used the same, the s- same phrase with both of them. This I smell death thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh so the good news is uh Solregum has to recharge, he can't just keep f- firing fire at them. <laughs> uh so they then start to think about, okay, how how can they get past him? And um they start to use some Lujain logic <laughs> to try and uh confuse the dragon to create an illusion with smeltriloquism or Vince <laughs>
1: Horrible spay names.
0: <laughs> so in the end Rayla gets Callum's scarf and because uh, she's so nimble and acrobatic, um she can, she can avoid Solregum's fire blasts um while mm. Callum and Zim sneak by. Or at least that's the plan anyway. And we we find out that Callum's not bathed in two weeks. I mean they have been, you know, just on the road, so it's it's understandable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it does smell quite strong, um, and the plan originally works. But then Rayla gets trapped under some boulders that fall down on top of her, and then Callum gets her to throw the scarf and does a really funky windy aspero trick. It mm-hmm. like not just blowing the air but directing it, which was really cool
2: mm-hmm.
0: through this big rocky. Arch, and yeah. then Solregum gets his head stuck. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, it gives them a chance to run away. True. In the right direction. Uh, and even though little Zim has been terrified of Solregum the whole time, once they're past him, then he's all like proud and scratching the ground behind him, like, "Yeah, we fooled you. I did it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Even though he caused most of the problems by trying to <laughs> run away.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and uh, whimpering.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so this was more of the the funny side of the episode, I think. Um, which I think they probably introduced this humour as a contrast to how harsh the introduction was. hmm Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Understandable. And fighting against a huge dragon is also not, uh, yeah, everyday life stuff, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, completely or easy, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, we had a few funny moments in there, uh, which I will quote later. <laughs> yeah, I found it funny to see the recharge time on his neck, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. It was a bit like a computer game,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or
0: something, <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, Rayla is using the scarf later on as good luck, and yeah, that's what I want to say. Soul Regem is introduced by Rayla, and she says the Sun King, which is actually Latin for Soul Regem.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we mentioned that in the last chapter as well. Oh, ah, yeah, okay. the last episode. Okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. (laughs) You already admitted that you can't remember what happened uh, in the last two seasons. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) At the border, we see Amaya and her soldiers and lieutenants and whatever. And they're worried that the elves are going to attack them before they get reinforcements and Lieutenant Fenn, also uh, I looked up his name, Mm -hmm. says if they do attack, they won't be able to defend themselves. And then someone has arrived who turns out Mm -hmm. to be Gren! Yay! Yay. Gren's back with (laughs) with a bit of beard (laughs) or at least stubble. And Gren signs to Amaya once they've of kind of greeted each other. Uh, we have a lot to talk about.
1: Damn it! That's what I want to say.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> so you find so, so you found the source as well. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> because it's not on the wiki. Uh, no. I had to search for it, and uh, yeah, it it was written down in a Tumblr blog. Mm-hmm. So we also linked to it.
0: Yeah, and he informs. Informs them that no reinforcements are coming and that Viren is in prison for treason. Exactly. Which we know from Gren saying it out loud. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. Amaya signs, wow. So, yeah. So they have to come up with another plan because uh, they're not getting any help. And they decide to destroy the crossing of the breach. So they're destroying our... (laughs) podcast name <laughs> there will be no more True. news from the breach
1: <laughs> better Maya
0: <laughs> there will be news from uh, lava flow <laughs> instead yeah. Um, yeah so they set, set up loads of dynamite or whatever and then they pull it and nothing happens why? because the Sunfire Elves have disabled it and yeah. Amaya's arch enemy <laughs> is there again, and uh, I've actually I've decided uh, to just say the characters' names because I think it's not such a big spoiler to have their names like yeah. now. So this is Janai, and so so Amaya sees Janai, and you just see Amaya's face drop, and she's just like you again.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: really nice. Yeah. A uh, bit of animation there. Amaya obviously uh, sacrifices herself. She just kind of mm-hmm. charges in there with her horse, uh, with a torch to to light the dynamite herself. But of course, she ends up dropping it because Janai knocks her off a horse. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get a awesome fight scene. I I always enjoy the fight scenes between Janai and Amaya. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, you see, actually, that Janai's sword actually scratched Amaya's shield. Oh. In all of their fights before, whenever they were shield versus sword, it seemed to be completely invincible. But this yep. time, it did uh, it cut a little bit into into it. I don't know if that's significant, but I found it interesting. And then Amaya manages to get hold of Janai's Sunforged sword, slaps the horse away, throws it into a barrel of dynamite and then we get a really big explosion. Hooray!
1: Hooray. But she didn't uh, yeah. throw the horse into the barrel but the the sword.
0: Did I say she threw the horse?
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounded like
0: it. No, she slapped the horse away so the the horse, you know. Yeah. It's like, go home horsey. <laughs> she threw the sunforged <laughs> the sunforged sword into the dynamite, yeah. Yeah but yeah, Amaya's cut off from the human side now and Janai is hanging over a cliff, like hanging o- of, hanging off the cliff and Amaya, like the good person that Amaya is, decides to save her and pull her up
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and then finally two more elves appear, <laughs> where were they the whole time, no one knows <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Amaya gives in
1: yeah, she's captured by then yeah. very by, exciting by the way uh, when when uh, the torch fell down Gren ran after her oh yeah Mhm. but yeah is then blown off by the explosion yeah or blown away
0: blown back to yeah the other side yeah
1: the human side yeah and uh, when you said that she said she signed wow she actually signed like oh he's crazy oh like like this? Okay. She she waved in front of her head and I imagine she said or she signed or she meant. Um or oh, stupid or crazy or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I don't know the, the sign uh, for wow. Uh,
0: it was just um it was just what it said in the Tumblr link.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: But maybe there's different um maybe the sign for crazy is also like whoa, like I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> Maybe someone could tell us.
1: Actually, uh, I started to learn the German sign language. Okay. So I I started last week. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Nice. <coughs> it's fun to learn.
0: Yeah, it's um interesting that uh, different countries, I mean, it also makes sense that different yeah. languages and different countries have different signs for things. Yeah, but there is also an international sign language as well, which I think for an international uh, show like this, maybe it would have been cool if they'd have done the international version, so people like you, you can kind of learn learn one and then uh, understand lots of languages. But yeah, maybe it's a bit like uh, Esperanto or something. It's a cool idea, but actually, in practice, it's easier to learn. The same yeah. language of the of the language where you live. <laughs> then
1: so so when I when I looked up the, the languages to learn, I, s- I saw that it's over two hundreds, but didn't see anything about an international one. Okay, so not sure about it. Hmm. Actually,
0: maybe I'm mistaken. I was I was or so I'm sure. Or I'm mistaken. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Somebody correct us, please.
1: <laughs> I can also look it up. Later. Yeah. And correct it then in the um show notes.
0: hmm Yeah, cool. Anyway, it's cool that you're learning it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: <coughs> Were you ins- okay. uh, inspired by Germany's next top model?
1: Uh not no.
0: No, okay. Why? <laughs> we can cut this bit out. <laughs> it started last week and for the first time they have a deaf participant.
1: But but yeah, it's okay to mention. I I think it's good. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I looked it up, and it there is an international sign.
0: Yes, <laughs> good. I didn't just make it up.
1: <laughs>
0: That's always yeah. good to know.
1: Okay, I didn't. know. yeah, okay. Hmm, maybe then I learned this.
0: Well, you could uh, learn the German one and then learn the international one later. <laughs>
1: Yeah, actually, I wanted to learn the German one and then the uh, American one. Uh Because most widespread, I think, and stuff. But international would be also good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. Okay, moving on. And we only have the castle left. Scenes in the castle. So... First, we see Virin and Chains in the dungeon and uh, Araros cr- crawling around his ear and saying something like, be patient, and you put things in motion. Mm-hmm.
0: Your time will come.
1: Yeah. And in the next scene, we see Opelli uh, saying that Virin is too dangerous and they should neutralize them permanently. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, King Ezra and uh, Corvus riding onto Bantas into the throne room and see the crone the uh, given to Ezra.
0: Yeah. And did you notice uh, Ezrin's Bantha also snaps at one of the councilmen ah, <laughs> as uh, he goes past? No. Yeah. Okay. It's like, <laughs> And he snaps specifically at. Um, I had a thing today of looking up the names of people. It's Celia. Okay. The councilman. Oh. Who's voiced by the same voice actor as Runan, uh, Jonathan Holmes. Okay. I think it's cool because sometimes we're like, oh yeah, it's that guy, you know, from that episode where this and this happens, and it's kind of cool if they just if they just have a name. Celia. Yeah,
1: true. Yeah. I also find it uh, not so cool that Opelli is never mentioned, I think. Mm. Only once in the subtitles or twice. Mm -hmm. Say her name. Come on. (laughs) Say her name.
0: Say her name. (laughs) Poor (laughs) Opelli. She gets no credit. Corvus gets mentioned quite a lot. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe maybe her time will come (laughs) later. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that was pretty much the first uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. Do you want to mention anything else or should we move on to chapter two? Oh, wait. I didn't mention the overarching themes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the, the title, right?
0: True. Okay. Okay. So the title's obvious. It's um, Sol Rigam.
1: Yeah.
0: As the overarching themes this time, I have the past affecting the present question mark or judgmental old dragons <laughs> didn't go too deep this time it didn't feel like actually there was much of a a theme tying everything together
1: yeah but i think you captured it quite well with the um uh, the past influencing the present mm-hmm. um i think that's good that's good
0: okay then we can agree on that as an overarching theme.
1: Yeah, and I I have uh, one thing left. the uh, The queen's name, the dragon queen's name, is Zubaya. Zubaya.
0: Zubaya. Yeah.
1: I think we we also. It it wasn't mentioned before.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. All right then. Okay. Then let's move on to chapter two. <laughs> The crown. So, it's a beautiful morning in Catalus. The birds are singing, the sun's shining, and Ez wakes up in the king's bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's uh, thinking of Rayla and Callum and Zim and missing them and wondering if they've uh, arrived in Zadia yet. And he's talking Mm -hmm. to Bate about his thoughts.
1: Yeah and hopes to go there someday yeah uh, by, by the way did, uh, there's one scene um with bait sitting inside of the crown true and yeah, the that's... crown is really big
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then uh Estrin takes the crown and it's not so big anymore mm. or, or bait is uh, I, I don't know the 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 relations the size relations, you know, is weird in this episode. Uh, the, the scale. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're probably doing it for a dramatic effect. Yeah. <laughs> Look how big the crown is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hmm. but he's just carrying it around with him and uh, not not putting it on his head.
1: Yeah. That's what he also says or, or says, uh, I think, not ready for being king.
0: Yeah. And then we get more silliness uh, with Ez playing with the guards. It's <laughs> so funny. When they're crossing their kind of spear thingies over the door. Yeah. It's very funny. And, and uh, Bait
1: is getting annoyed.
0: <laughs> and Bait, he turns pink, Uh, which I looked yeah. up as well, is his uh playful or embarrassed color. So, But I think he's ah, embarrassed. Okay. He seems to be embarrassed. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> really? And then Barius the baker turns up with jelly tarts. Or uh, tarts of jelly. (laughs) Yeah. And then we also get this really cool scene with the guards repeating everything that his friend says. (laughs) The king requests a tart of jelly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Until. The
1: king requests to stop uh, repeating everything (laughs) you say. (laughs) Oh. I just realized as I said. It. <laughs>
0: very good, and um, they also continue to uh, confirm things that he says throughout the rest of the chapter, like yeah, when, he's <laughs> when he's when oh. he's saying uh, that Corvus has uh, specifically requested. Hmm, checks, checks out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they go to the throne room and uh, and Apelli tries to reject Corvus, but uh, Ezran obviously wants him there. So it's nice that he gets specifically requested. And then we get the Crow Master, because the Crow Lord is taken a personal day. Again. And they have 417 unread messages. <laughs> and I really like that. With this little tiny, (laughs) tiny piece of paper. (laughs) And it's a bit like this, um, you have mail, like, uh, (laughs) announcement on your computer or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But Ezrin mistook it for um, all the messages inside the the, the small piece of paper. (laughs) But nope.
0: Nope. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad we get some crow lord action. It's been a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: True.
0: I'm kind of gra- glad that the crow master's never there. So, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, we get crow master action because the crow lord's not there.
2: <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah.
0: But it's getting um, yeah. it's getting a bit suspicious that the crow, crow lord is never there.
1: Mm-hmm. What happened?
0: Uh, yeah, and is is I don't know. Is the crow master the crow lord actually, or something? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> it's a mystery. serious, yeah. We want to find out what's going on, but it's quite funny. Uh, it's or maybe it's just a running gag, actually. And there's nothing nefarious or weird about it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh,
1: yeah, and in rolls a wagon full with scrolls. Yeah. Nice.
0: All the letters are there.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, some are marked with Urgent, and Opelli um, uh, suggests that we read them first, when King Athrun requests it, and he just says, I do so Desire, <laughs> and that checks out. <laughs>
0: <coughs> yeah. So we get the bad events first, which, yeah. the, which the Crowmaster doesn't want to read, because... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of in it, and not nice things. But we find out that King Florian and Queen Farida are both dead, mm-hmm. killed by elf assassins, and that King Alan is gravely injured. Yep. Um. And I thought this was important at this point, um, because Apelli was then explaining what what had happened, and she said. I thought it was a ve- very well-worded sentence. It appears that Zadia is waging war on all of humanity. Not that they are actually waging war, but it appears so. And I found that quite cool.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then um, our soldier from... W- who we keep seeing
1: <laughs>
0: from way is back it, in the, the beginning. First
1: one, is this the first one uh, that uh, Rayla should kill?
0: Yeah, and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna name him <laughs> so that do we so, please. <laughs> He's called Marcos.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: thank so you. So
0: Marcos sh- Marcos shows up with two traitors, which is Claudian Sorin. Yeah. Um, which requires the king's decision, <laughs> or the the king's judgment on what to do with them. So this is. One of Ezrin's first big decisions to make. And I think they arrive and then Casef arrives. Uh before Ezra's ma- made any decisions about Sorin and Claudia, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But then we also have a scene with um Claudia and Sorin after um they get introduced.
0: Yeah, in the in the dungeon. Or in the <laughs> in the storeroom <laughs> where they the are Yeah.
1: But but first yeah they they uh, they are brought in into the drone room and as is unsure what to do or, or why they are captured and what they did or didn't do wrong. And they try to explain something, but yeah, Peli is enforcing a kind of response from Ezran. But he is just saying, uh, let them rest and give them food while I decide. And after Opelli speaks again about, boah, they are dangerous or traitors and blah, blah, blah. uh, He uh, also says, okay, leave the chains on. Mm. So, hmm, I don't know. S is still good with them and has another big decision to make.
0: Yeah, I think it's also quite wise. I mean, he's not just listening to his yeah. counselors and just doing whatever they say. He wants yeah. time to think and make his decision, you know. Yeah, as as any good king should do.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he's not pressured by it.
0: So Casaf is there.
1: <laughs> no, nah, not yet. Not yet. First, we are in the storeroom, and Soren sits around a pile of bread and uh, eating bread and Claudia goes on about uh, being misunderstood, misremembered or mislistened Mm -hmm. by Sorin about uh, why they are here and guilty and stuff and Sorin tries to explain okay he's guilty because Ruin said to kill the princess and not find them or anything and yeah Claudia is visibly angry and soren isn't bothered at all he's stacking bread and eating a bread sandwich <laughs> <laughs> and yeah claudia is frustrated okay now <laughs> yes, i'm sorry
0: <laughs> just, i keep wanting to just jump to the next thing um okay, yeah i want to finally get to prince case because <laughs> he's so annoying yeah.
1: um who doesn't like broccoli i think yeah
0: he's uh So yeah, he's King Alan's son Yeah uh, Yeah, who doesn't eat his vegetables and uh, has a very small vocabulary (laughs) (laughs) and he's all like my army's here and ready to fight and really doesn't respect Ezrin at all and keeps asking for an adult to represent the crown and Ezrin's standing right there and is like, no look, I'm here, I'm the king. And he says, the people of the human kingdoms and Z- Zadia want peace. And of is getting all up in Ezra's face, and then Corvus defends him and says, I'm Corvus, I was specifically requested. <laughs> and uh, Which
1: checks out again.
0: Which checks out again, yeah. <laughs> so I find it really cool that Corvus is there defending Ezrin. Mm-hmm. 'Cause I think the other counsellors are more kind of just trying to push Ezrin to do the right thing. Um, but Corvus seems mm-hmm. to be really to see Ezrin really as a person and really cares about him. Yeah. So it's nice that he has that support there.
1: And also so Ezrin tries to um calm them down by saying kinda new at this. And um yeah, war is maybe not the right response. And we see also this Casef is acting like Viren with uh, Anya, uh, like ageism, you know. Yeah,
0: like, really arrogant.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, why is there a child on the throne? And Casef uh, is also saying, "Yeah, you, you're a fa- failure as a king if you can't make a action or take action, and you failed as a son, which is really hard, hard words." Yeah uh for first day in business and yeah I hope you make a correct choice once properly instructed by your council yeah so yeah let's see
0: yeah he thinks that the council is just gonna get Ezrin to change his mind Mm -hmm. and he's I just hate his face (laughs) and his facial expressions (laughs) and stuff and when Ezrin said I can't remember what Isbrin said, but like he said something and it, then it shot to Kaysav's face, and Kaysav just had this like asshole face on. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. He's
0: really annoying.
2: Yeah, true.
0: One thing I wanted to say without defending him, because I really don't like him, he is acting on these false letters from Viren. So mm-hmm. the whole reason he's true. there with the army is because Viren basically invited all of the human kingdoms to go to war with Zadia, pretending he was the regent, even though he had no power at all, actually. true. And unfortunately, Mm. Ezrin doesn't know any of this. Um, He's not been informed. So he's been put in in quite a hard position, being presented with this really crazy war proposal Mm. and not, not knowing any background.
1: Do the others know? Do the other uh, councillors know?
0: Papelli knows, Okay. because when Viren came back from the meeting of the Pentarchy, she met him in the courtyard and called him out on it, and that's mm-hmm. the whole reason he got put in his jail cell. And the other councillors ah, know it true. too, yep. um, so it seems yep. a shame that they didn't take Ez to one side and kind of given him an update <laughs> on... All of that before Kasif came True. and like muscled his way into the throne room.
3: True.
1: Another thing about Kesif, he doesn't know how to shake hands apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Never had to do that before. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or is it another sign of ageism?
0: Possibly. Or maybe just like yeah. it s- shows his level of kind of his lack of trust. As like a respect mm-hmm. that he would refuse to t- to touch him, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, or or it's not uh, um, custom in his kingdom. That could also you know? be
0: the case. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So moving on, we have Ez cloud gazing outside trying to figure out what he's going to do. And Apelli comes, and then she actually has a nice conversation with Ezrin, and she's not so pushy uh-huh. anymore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she tells him that the crown is a heavy burden to carry, and informs him that if he wants to, he, he can choose a regent uh, to rule for him until he's ready. And it's really nice that she takes this moment to like actually talk to him, and. Be kind <laughs> and not just yeah. be reacting to um the situations in the throne room, so
1: or or pressuring him exactly into something
0: yeah, yeah, we see a nicer a nicer side to a <laughs> mhm
1: yeah and and uh Esrin explains that he doesn't know what to do, and maybe he's not ready, also being a child, and you know uh is afraid of letting everyone down. Also, the burden of ruling, and uh, he should grow up first. I don't know. But yeah, giving away the possibility of ruling or being um, in in charge for a few years, uh, uh, not for a few years, because if he gives up his power and uh, to someone uh, he can trust. Uh, Opelli sends something about to be ready in a few years maybe it's also not in his mind and yeah Opelli leaves and he he just says to Bait, okay it's so much to handle and maybe Bait should be the regent but no he would be a tyrant <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I think Bait would be a tyrant he would be a terrible king yeah <laughs> grumpy. The Grumpiest yeah. of the Kings.
1: The Grumpy King, yeah. But, uh, moving on to the next scene. Um, he made a decision. As made a decision on the balcony where we see uh King Harrow and Riven in one of the first scenes with Pip. And um now it's with Bait alone. He made a decision apparently. Because he goes back to the throne room where everyone awaits his response. Also, the, the captures, uh, Claudian Sorin and, uh, King, uh, uh no, Prince Kasav. And he goes on to talk about, uh, King Harrow, his father, uh, that he was, uh, noble, brave, uh, and a good commander and stuff. But here I am now. I don't have to be a king like my father was. And uh, he doesn't want to go to war. We can choose peace. And he, he doesn't want to... Uh, how do I say it? He d- um, He doesn't
0: want to make people pay for the mistakes of their parents.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like maybe this past thing in the last chapter, past influencing the future, now past is past and yeah so why should the children or the, the uh, other people pay for it mm-hmm. so he sets Claudia and Son free uh, because ruin is guilty and not them and uh, he also says to Prince Ka- Ka- uh, Kasuf that Katholus won't go to war uh, and instead choose peace. Kasev rushes out of the room. And uh, then we see Opelli asking him, hey, do you have the courage? And uh, this was, the, you showed a lot of courage now, but are you prepared to defend this peace? And he's like, yes, and puts on the crown. Yeah. Really powerful moment.
0: I think. Yeah, I liked what Apelli said, actually, um, this quote, I think, peace will require just as mu- much strength as war.
1: Okay, sorry, then I, mix it I up. think. up. Yeah, okay, I think that's exactly. what sh- uh,
0: yeah. I didn't write it down exactly, but I quite liked that kind of, yeah, just that idea yeah. of like, peace isn't just like, la la la, everything's easy.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly.
0: And Corvus looks so proud of Ezrin when he makes this speech it's really nice yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's really good yeah
0: yeah they have a really good friendship
1: yeah yeah it's a it's a good uh, it's a good important scene as well
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and Ezrin is so so decided and I think yeah. yeah it's really cool that he's just like no I don't need a region I'm gonna make make these decisions for myself and yeah and i could i could imagine if he had chose chosen a regent i wonder who it would have been and it's it's interesting because if you choose a regent then they can they just make all the decisions without you it's kind of a shame that you can't have like a regent but also be part of the decision making still or something mm-hmm. some kind of yeah, middle true. middle ground but
1: or maybe a double regent position like Opheli and Corvus mm yeah.
0: The, yeah, the the council in general decides.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sounds a bit more like a democracy <laughs> than a mm-hmm. monarchy. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. hmm. maybe not maybe they're not quite ready for that yet.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, okay. so that's um, that so all of that that's happening in the castle—it's a lot.
1: <laughs> it's a lot, but yeah. it was
0: really good. Uh, I thought it was really well put together. Like his struggle—a his struggle with picking up the crown and putting it on—and yeah, it's nice. And it's nice mm. we have a, a new person to hate that's not just Viren. <laughs> we have, now have Kaysif. <laughs> He's just annoying.
1: Not yet. Not yet. He's annoying, but I I wouldn't say I hate Mm. him just now.
0: Yeah. Hate is a strong word. It's true. Yeah. But he's just...
1: So, because he leaves without uh, uh, something angry or or anything, he just leaves.
0: He leaves, but he looks back like...
1: (sighs) Yeah. But but it's not like, okay, now I have to do something on my own and it's... uh, obviously against you mm-hmm. no he's just annoyed that he uh, can't go to war or whatever yeah
0: that he got so. rejected by a child yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah
0: i also found i think yeah let's see i think the way that case walked in as well already set him up for me as like a character that i dislike when when he walked mm-hmm. into the throne room with all his retinue, with all their flags with the elephant on and stuff, it was all just really like pompous and um yeah not not what we're used to in Catullus or with our uh our heroes and stuff. It' just really feels really out of place, <laughs> yeah.
1: oh. maybe it's another custom, mm-hmm but to be really pompous uh, he, the the trumpets and the uh, red carpet were missing
0: that's true that's true <laughs> yeah he shouldn't he should have ridden in on a horse or something as well
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
0: i i much prefer Ezrin's approach you know arrive on bantha yeah. back
2: <laughs> yeah
0: it's w- if
1: Ezrin can ride in on panthers i can ride in on a uh, elephant
0: yeah yeah They'd have had to maybe take a small elephant to get it through through the doors <laughs> yeah. and up the stairs.
1: <laughs> but then we also had uh, the trumpets. Yeah. So, like the, the elephant baby trumpet ring around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, but the, <laughs> I love elephants. Yeah. I think uh, it would be cool if Ezrin, like, because the symbol on the flags of Catullus is just. I think they. It's mainly based on the castle. It would be nice to change, uh, the symbol of Cotellus to just like a panther or something, it's way cooler. Mm-hmm.
1: It's only straight lines. Yeah,
0: but it? I think yeah. it's all kind of castle-y, like with the turrets. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of based on that.
1: Yeah, but I think also the the um, the symbols of um, Neolandia mm-hmm. is also. Straight lines only. Yeah,
0: I thought I thought I, the elephant was their symbol, but maybe maybe you're right. But we can look into that.
1: <laughs> so in my head, it it was a white flag with black lines, uh, in in form of castle lines or whatever.
0: But on the flag, there was elephants.
1: Okay. Okay, maybe maybe I, I fell asleep.
0: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> It's okay if you weren't paying attention for, like, the pompous entrance of, uh, (laughs) of the prince. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyway, moving on to a better topic. Because we see Xadia for the first time. Yay. It's really, really cool uh, while they're walking around. And Callum is really excited and uses the cube on everything because everything has magic in it and clothes. And uh, also Sim is running around like a small dog. And, uh, yeah, he's curious, but also anxious because one, one flower fought back while he was smelling it.
0: Yeah, it popped open.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Rayla is going straight to. Wherever they want to go, they they want to go to the elves, to to the moonshadow elves, uh, to to get help, to get sim to the dragon queen. Callum is a little bit like, oh, can we stop for a moment and um, uh, yeah? He wants to look at Smell everything. Yes.
0: Smell it, the roses.
1: Get get everything in yeah. because it's so amazing and okay she promises to give him a s- surprise after dark and uh, also a nice scene we see sim eating a fruit and um rayla says you're home now and he burps and uh, yeah it glitter or, or <laughs> little seeds come out like the purple glitter
0: smoke glitter yeah, yeah it's really cool it's,
1: it's quite cute and yeah, in the next scene, by, by the way, we also, um, have to mention maybe that the scenes were intertwined. So first S, then team sim and so on. Yeah. And yeah, after <clears throat> some time, they were going through a, I don't know, flower bed and the flowers were playing music which was also kind of nice and they are called mellow daisy. (laughs) And uh, the next flowers are uh, actually fart flowers. (laughs) (laughs) While um, uh, Callum said, okay, we should admire the small things. And yeah, then Rayla suggested Callum uh, should smell these (laughs) nice looking flowers. <laughs> and yeah, it's actually uh flaturily, <laughs> tulips, uh, tulips or peristinkle. Yeah. And uh it's actually giving away fart noises. <laughs> yeah, because they are fart flowers.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah, Sim is ru- running around into a huge bed of fart flowers. And yeah. The the flowers are all farting, and Sim is now smelling horribly.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And And, uh,
1: uh, Callum, sorry, Callum uh, is saying Es would love the fart flower.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I wish Es could smell this; he would love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um. So we see in the next scene that Xadia is really beautiful. A uh, lot of big huge trees uh, which they go up because uh, to go down we need to go up and um, yeah Rayla uses her knives to go easily uh, to, to climb up easily but um, Kellum is a little bit stuck but manages in the end and they are going down from the tree with a huge Seeds like this—I uh, don't know what the tree is called—but they cut down one uh, seed and falling off. Yeah. In a, in a circle. Yeah, it's
0: really, uh, it's really cool, but it looks like a really bad way to travel. I would definitely throw yeah, up. <laughs> spinning, <laughs> yeah. spinning around and around. <laughs>
1: and we have a cute Roman scene where uh, Callum should hold on tight, and he's holding on tight on Rayla. Hugging her. Uh, and yeah, after they fell down, uh, yeah, he excuses and she says, okay, it's okay. It wasn't a bumpy ride. And they are getting red. Yeah, they're both gray.
2: blushing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they made it just in time to meet colorful little friends.
0: The adorable bears. <laughs> Yay. <coughs>
1: They are stackable and that I looked up, they sound like the desert rain frog from Namibia. Oh. It's it's really cute. Cool. Yeah. So I will link this also in the show notes. They are
0: incredibly and yeah,
1: cute. Yeah, Callum, Callum jumps around in the meadow and is <laughs> at the end is full of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. First he makes himself an Afro uh yeah, with true. the robbers yeah and the boot <laughs> yeah and uh once he's covered in them then then he asks oh you can take them off can't you <laughs> yeah very very cute i bet they enjoyed thinking of the various zadia creations like the the flowers and The cute little creatures must be quite an enjoyable process. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true.
0: Mm. Yeah, cool. Okay. So, what can we say about this episode? The the name is obvious. (laughs) The crown.
1: Yeah. I think heavy burden is a good word. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Like, that it's a heavy burden, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And the overarching theme of this chapter is uh, not repeating the mistakes of your parents, perhaps.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: And we didn't get any spells in this episode, I don't think.
1: True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't have any trivia, so... <laughs> That's more or less it. So we could already move on to the Jelly Tarts and the outros for both of the episodes. Mm-hmm. If you're ready.
1: I'm ready. For the Jelly Tarts, I only have a few left. So in the first scene with Sol Ragram, Rayla says least favorite, her least favorite course of action, <laughs> reason. <laughs> and... <laughs> Then Regum asks, what are you doing? And she says, I'm bowing. No, I mean, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a flirty scene, uh, seeing as you've just got your cute blow spell <laughs> when she says something to Callum. I think that's it. Okay, I have one. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, says the soldier to Gren and Amaya while they are talking about beard and a lot of stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah I think that's it so it was not much okay and we captured a lot already okay for chapter 2 I only have one left magic dirt what (laughs) (laughs) from (laughs) from Calum
0: that was really funny, him just r- running around with, like, this big grin on his face, just like, yeah. what? <laughs> what, what, what? all this stuff. Yeah.
1: True. Okay. Yeah, then this leaves only the outros. Uh, do you also have some?
0: Uh, yeah, I wrote them down as well. Do you want to take it in turn? Okay. Or? Yeah. Yep. For chapter one, we have Amaya... As a prisoner between two Sunfire Elves
1: mm-hmm. being led away. Then uh, next we see first the, the the first Dark Mage. So Siad beginning to conjure something or to do something. We don't see the, the final form. And that's where I saw the, the staff in full with the um, crystal enclosure looking like Vatu or mm. Raba in uh, Korra. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure.
0: And you also see his, uh, that it must have been a long time ago, like his style of clothing and stuff is very rustic and like much older than Viren's clothing, for example, Mm -hmm. which I found interesting.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Anyway, then the next one is Sol Regum flying uh, over the sun or in front Mm -hmm. of the sun.
1: Then we see Rayla adjusting Kellum's scarf on her.
0: Yeah, she looks a bit flirty. She's took, I think she's tucking her hair behind her ear as well, it seems like.
1: Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Could be, yeah.
0: The next one is Ezrin and Bate looking at a picture with the crown on the ground in front of him. Yeah. But I find it interesting that they both look really young on this. And I don't know if that's intentional, that they look kind of really young and innocent or something when making this big decision, or if it's just, yeah, the style okay. of the drawing or something.
1: I don't know. I only saw the tearful eyes, uh, and I imagined it was was the family picture mm. that Viren throw uh, or, or just King Harrow throwing on the bed uh, when he stormed off yeah not sure so i I had the impression that it was the king's bedroom mm-hmm. okay moving on, we see in the last one uh, the small sim in front of a huge so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh so so we only see the shadow yeah. of the of uh head, yeah. actually crazy yeah yeah
0: so okay. in chapter two, we have Queen Anya. Mm -hmm. firing two arrows at a time. It's a really Mm -hmm. cool action shot. And uh, you can tell it's Anya because uh, she's wearing the the necklace with the ring inside as well.
1: True, yeah. Actually, I had to look it up because I didn't recognize her at first. Mm. But yeah. Uh, Yeah, then we see a Sim smelling a Paris stinker. (laughs) 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 And
0: then we see A very young railer playing with adoraburs.
1: Mm -hmm. Then we see Bait with a crown on his head, sitting or laying on his back on the throne.
0: Being a tyrant.
1: (laughs) Being a tyrant,
0: true. (laughs) (laughs) Then we just get three adoraburs
1: being cute. In the grass, yeah. And the last one is a picture of King Harrow. Um, And I looked this up because, uh, yeah, I didn't know. I, I also saw that uh, while I was looking up Anya, it's a popular image of John F. Kennedy who was assassinated just like Harold.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, so it's a redrawn image. Uh, yeah. Cool. Based on real events. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, And I was wondering if maybe that was the picture that Ez is looking at in the outros from the. From chapter one,
1: um, no, nah, I I wouldn't say so because uh, th- th- this one was a big one, like with in in a museum, uh, also with a sign under it.
0: How did it have and a sign. Yeah. Ah, okay. I didn't I didn't spot that. Okay. <laughs>
1: so, so it was on a wall. It was hanging from a wall. So it was much bigger than the one S was holding. Right.
0: Okay. I didn't spot that very good yeah. cool
1: I think then uh, we are done with the first two chapters of book Sun yeah so if you want to talk to us we have uh, on our website newsfromthepreach.com. we have a uh, lot of options to contact us like twitter and telegram you can suggest us for anything also the, the best way to learn sign language and yeah listen to us on every podcast hosting provider like spotify apple music uh, and what else amazon yeah (laughs) i don't know
0: (laughs) just download antennapod and use that (laughs) skip everything else
1: or or go to our website and listen directly on the website so it's okay (laughs) and yeah uh, i hope you enjoyed listening to us again in the new year And we are excited for season four, actually.
0: Do we have a date? There's a rumor.
1: There's a rumor in April. Wow. Yeah, but not sure, not sure. So, yeah, let's see. Exciting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, cool. Then. Thank you, Kelly.
0: (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Yannick. And uh, (laughs) thank you for listening to us, um, and we'll be back next time. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye, see ya.
0: See